Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome to the PJ Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day. This week on the show, we're going to talk chasing dreams. We're going to talk sacrifices and growing up in the public eye with Kim Crossman. Uh, If you don't know who Kim Crossman is, she catapulted into fame here in New Zealand when she was cast as Sophie Mackay on the hit show Shortland Street. Since then, uh, because that was back in 2007, uh, Kim has been everywhere. She has put her hand up for a number of gigs, including TV presenting, acting, between New Zealand and the States, and she's busy, to say the least. Um, in this episode, we talk about the reality of juggling the unknown between jobs, and actually how glamorous is it being in the industry, how many sacrifices have had to be made, and what is it like growing up in the public eye when you're still working out who you are? How much does this impact body image issues and all that kind of stuff? Kim is so beautiful and honest in this episode. Um, We actually caught up a couple of months ago when she was hosting the New Zealand TV show Snack Masters. She's an absolute delight and I hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the PJ Podcast, leave a review and enjoy. Hello, Kim. Hi. Where in the world are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles, California. Okay. Santa Monica, to be specific. It's like where in the world is Carmen San Diego when I see you online. I'm like, that was my goal. As an environmentalist, (laughs) I'm well aware of the amount of carbon emissions I'm putting into the planet. Um, and I'm working and I always pay that extra, however much it is on any New Offset Zealand. the carbon emissions, yep. Yep, to my guilt money. But I am working on planting trees and doing other things. So, you know, um, I'm working on it. So what does your month look like 
Is it so unpredictable? Is it so scattered? Is it literally going from week to week? Okay, so you know how between Christmas and New Year's, no one knows what day of the week it is, but they know what date it is? That's probably mm-hmm. the best way to describe my life. Because I feel like, and, and this is maybe specific to New Zealanders, but mm. you're like, it's the 28th. No other time during the calendar year does yes. anyone in New Zealand know what the date is. Yes. I uh, know what day of the week it is, whereas I operate by dates. I'm a date person, not a day of the week. What date? What so date is it today? The 17th here, 18th for you. You're in the future for me. Um, okay, so... So I can't tell you what it looks like. It all looks different, but it looks different by design. I did, you know, in 2012, give up full-time employment on Shorten Street to go and live this wild and crazy life. And a decade later, was that a good decision? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I want to go back to that because... No, it that- is. it is a good decision. It just means, like, it's all chaotic. I have no routine. And so there are definitely, and I'll let you zoom in on it, but there's definitely some knock-on effects to, like, health and well-being when every day is such chaos. Um, I'm working really hard to implement some routine, if nothing else to do with food. I'm mm. just still wildly unsuccessful at it. <laughs> Let's talk about, like, when you did leave Shortland Street because okay. that was such a big part of your life like such a big part of your identity how long were you on that show for seven years yeah and that was when how old were you when you started 16 so it was like well I was 15 and then 16 when I came on yeah so it was like a big yeah big moment in life and that was a big part of your identity right for Mm -hmm. for a very for a very crucial time of when you're developing into a beautiful woman you're also Mm -hmm very exposed and in the public so what was it like to actually step away um I feel I was really excited I mean I I, and I'm you can probably relate to this too because you're you were of you know you weren't were you in your teens when you started doing radio Mm, early 20 early 20s yeah, yeah 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 I think for me like stepping away it was definitely by design. A few years earlier, I had started working for Nickelodeon. I was doing trips to America. I loved it over here in America. I really felt like I found my people for the first time. Um, and that's no disrespect to my peers on Shorten Street, no disrespect to my school friends. I think I just operate at a certain energy and loudness and vibrance <laughs> and like, or, you know, it's been quoted as too muchness mm. <laughs> or intenseness. And you come to America and everyone's at a 10 all the time. And so I think I really landed here and was interviewing people my own age who were on TV shows and just was like, this is the kind of like energy I want. Like, let's get excited about a cup of water. (laughs) I was like, yeah, awesome. Um, So I think it was an easy transition for me. Obviously, I did it with the blessing of, you know, my employers at Shorten Street. I had said that I really wanted to go and give it a nudge. And, you know, I I, I wasn't unhappy at Shorten Street or anything Mm. like that. It was more just I felt like I was in my early 20s and I wanted to try and dream. And my mom was like, if you don't go, will you wonder what if? And I was like, of course I will. And I think when you're in early 20s, you kind of don't really know what life is outside of New Zealand living abroad. And so I was a bit ignorant and naive. So I'm like, it'll be great. How did you <laughs> so find that as a, as a Kiwi? How did you find you were received? Is it how it's like on TV when they're like, oh my God, you're from New Zealand. And were you kind of like this novelty 
Um, I think it's almost more novel now. I think mm. if I rewind to almost a decade ago, people were like, is it like Australia? Like they didn't <laughs> understand. And now like thanks to like Reese Darby, Taika Waititi, like those mm. that kind of put New Zealand on the map it, in America. Because remember, Americans, for the most part, don't travel outside of America. They don't understand why would they, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, yes, I definitely feel like it's almost more novel now. Mm. You know, we're past the Lord of the Rings wave and past the Fight of the Concords wave, and now people are starting to, like, recognize New Zealand for other things. And I think Tiger has been a huge part of that, especially in the entertainment industry. So, so when you go into that world in the States, you've obviously taken a, a- – bit of a wild dive away from Shortland Street and you're going into this new kind of work is it where is this where it sort of started to be quite unpredictable where you're literally working for your gigs and everything is so spread out and you don't know what you're going to be doing from week to week yeah I think it's also day to it's more day to day I mean there is something in film and television you usually don't know what you're doing the following day until the night before so that that part of it wasn't as shocking to me I think what was probably more shocking is the like seasons of unemployment and the not knowing you know not only waiting for the next job but waiting for the next audition or opportunity to audition for the next job so you're kind of looking ahead you're going okay I'm auditioning for something that shoots in three months time like (laughs) great um I'm sorry what are you planning on doing between now and then if you get it which statistically you won't so I think there's um a lot more unpredictability than I had hoped for but you know you speak to anyone who's freelancing and it's just how it is part of the job I just really struggle with navigating that and not feeling panicked yeah when I'm working, I feel like I'm thriving. I'm like, this will never end. And as soon as, <laughs> as soon as like the last day we wrap, then I'm like, ooh, spiral. You'll never get hired again. How <laughs> does your mentality switches so quickly? Yeah, and like I can imagine it's it's such highs and lows, right? And your ego must take such a kicking at times because I know that to get what, what do they say? Like every gig that you get, you've lost about. <laughs> how many others like you've been rejected like 20 or 30 times how the hell do you deal with that on a what's weird is like normally when something comes out so for example like now snack masters out out so exciting and I'm sitting in LA alone and unemployed never like you're everywhere you're doing so well and I'm like correction I was doing well eight weeks ago oh my god (laughs) so what's weird is like that parallel of like you know, it's when things are on TV. Yes. Not when you're filming it. So like, no, past Kim was doing great. So you enjoy it before everyone else does. And then when everyone else does. I'm usually just (laughs) panicking back and forth going like, (laughs) oh, I've peaked. I've definitely peaked and I'm coming down the other side. Like, hold me. Yeah. Do you? you? If you do have anyone who is in the arts or doing anything, like when something comes out, reach out to them and like send them love because chances are mm. they're in the in the wake of that feeling of joy of something they've done um so yes that would be my advice if you know anyone who's doing anything in the creative field always tread carefully tread lightly get excited yes and never ask what's coming up next for you see you later bye <laughs> that's I my was, most hated question well I just think give credit where credit's due because people always assume that people 
know how good they are or like they, they getting compliments from everyone, but they don't always. And I think if you've got something nice to say, then pass it on because you could really Hell make yeah. someone's day. Especially if they're an artist. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your... Because we're so horrible to ourselves. And it's yes. Like, positive feedback. I ask for it now. That's been yeah. like one of my things. If I start a job, I'm like, also, I thrive off positive validation. So <laughs> if you're thinking it, verbalize it. And you don't even have to mean it. Just say it and I'll receive it. <laughs> How loud is that negative self-talk? Because, yes, we are our biggest critics. Have you had to really learn to push it to the side? Have you learned to leave it there but acknowledge it? Like, what's kind of your technique of dealing with that? <laughs> No, uh, my neg- negative self-talk's got one of those giant, loud, loud Google. <laughs> it's like the more I ignore it, they're like, "We can turn the volume up on this shit." <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I actually didn't realize. Sorry, let me go back. I- I've had negative self-talk my whole life. I thought everybody did. Um, the fact that I remember speaking to Chloe Swarbrick, she doesn't even have a dialogue going on up there. I'm like, I'm sorry, what <laughs> bliss wonderland are you living Politicians. in? Politicians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I think in shapes and colors. I'm like, that would be nice. Um, so I think in, I just have this constant dialogue in my head that is giving me real time feedback, mm. sometimes good, more often areas of improvement um, on any task I could be doing, whether it be cutting a cucumber, oh cleaning a sink, writing with bad handwriting. Like there's just a constant kind of judgment there. I do think that it is a blessing in some ways. I think I'm, I am a perfectionist and that can present in good ways, meaning that I'm really driven. I like doing my best. You know, I like pleasing people. I like, Uh, achieving I'm very goal oriented so there is definitely that fire in me that I'm like okay I'm pushing myself Mm. to be better at all times what I'm not very good at is um checking myself that's been a big part of my therapy and when I spiraled into quite a bad depression a few years ago that feedback loop was just getting quite dangerous it was getting you know I'm a piece of shit I'm burdensome I'm not of value so it was like it was taking that feedback to kind of the next level Mm. and I didn't realize that my brain was capable of kind of telling myself these lies and then they become what I thought were truths where it's just my brain feeling comfortable most comfortable being negative and when you're not kind of fighting back or having some wins it's like all right we've got other levels we can step this up to and Mm. without checking it it kind of just got to a really bad spot um so I would say that it's still there I'm just getting a little bit better about kind of checking it and recognizing that I'm making myself feel bad. Um, An example might be catastrophizing thoughts. Mm -hmm, Like say mm. I reached out to you and was like, hey, can we hang out? And I don't hear from you, but you've seen it. (laughs) Rather than like logical brain, like Kim, she's fucking pregnant. Give her a break. She's probably seen it or busy. My brain would go. She hates me. did you last hear from her? She definitely hates you. Yeah. She doesn't like anything that you do on the internet. She's never like, like just that spiral, which is, you know, and the longer you don't respond to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think she, yeah, like it just gets so bad. And so I have to learn to be like, that's not probably what's going on, Kim. I mean, maybe it is, but. but it's definitely you know, not it's, what's it's going not. on. 
<laughs> like that's kind I'm of. Pretty sure I, I reply to you straight away if I ever get a message. You do. I was just making a hypothetical. You're actually very good at responding, but that's kind of where my brain goes. Yeah. Like with ease, it suddenly is at a point that like PJ hates me and I'm the worst person, which is like because you've seen him. Like I know just, it's the worst. I experienced that too, though. Like, how do you differentiate the truth from a lie in your brain? Because obviously you. Um, you respect your feedback. Like you're, you obviously are like, okay, well, cool. I'm, I'm very critical. I, there's obviously something you respect of yourself there. So how yeah. do you actually break it so down? I just have to check it. And I did uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is kind yep. of what I started to do. And it's like, okay, what are the facts here? Have I done anything horrifically horrible to PJ to make her hate me? And I'll go, mm. no, I've not. My brain would then go, unless you don't know what you've done, you know, I would even question me on that. But no, to my knowledge, to my best ability, I don't carry anything. Da, da, da. So the chances of that, what are some factors that could, you know, stop her from responding? It mm. could be I just listed like five. It could be 19 things. So let's take a beat, take a pause. Let's not get emotional, have that guttural reaction, have that freak out. And if it's really still bothering me, then approach it and go, hey, just wanted to clear if you are someone that's as you are very important to me like just wanted to clear the air this has been weighing on me I just want to check in make sure everything's okay um yeah. or fall on my sword and be like I could be acting crazy I'm feeling a little bit sensitive yes, yes. and kind of doing it that way <laughs> yeah um and so that's been quite helpful because I didn't realize how I can catastrophize a thought with such ease and it's shameful I wish I didn't but yeah. Do you find that that intensifies when you're stressed out with work? I really love being stressed out with work. Being mm. stressed out means I'm working. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say, you know, and and I love what I do. I love what I do with an unhealthy addiction. Yeah. Like it's my favorite thing. So I like being I like feeling important. Mhm. And so if I'm busy, I yep. feel really important. And that's really exciting to me. I'm like, oh, I'm doing something that means anything. Um, I'm more likely to get stressed out when there is a lack of work, yeah. a lot of bills, and I feel um, a little bit overwhelmed where I'm not in control of earning money or it's at some, that's probably when I get the most stressed. And it will show up usually in physical symptoms I'll get quite like an upset tummy or um quite panicky I won't want to socialize and then yeah it just that's probably how I'm more stressed when there's a lack of busyness how much of an impact did it make when you started your podcast um pretty depressed uh, a while back obviously that was after you went into a bit of a spiral of depression what was it like having that weight lifted off being able to actually express what you've gone through I think the most nervous I was was to release it or even say that I was doing it so I had written and rewritten and proofread and checked in my notes like what I was going to post like oh got depression <laughs> made the podcast whoa like but make it fun and poppy like I just was like I yeah. rewrote it was like because I didn't want people to be worried about me but then wanted to be it just yes. I was most nervous about putting my hand up or standing up and being like I have depression I was worried it would affect my employment I was worried that people would be like you're depressed you're on the telly how could that be but you're thing? so happy and bubbly <laughs> 
And I am. I think that is what is. And I'm known for that. And I am a bright, bubbly, happy person. But my depression presents as this kind of overachieving stress ball that nothing I do is right. And so that's how I spiral. Um, It's got like a high functioning depressive, (laughs) which sounds like, is it an oxymoron? No, but I'd say that's actually very common. Yeah. So I was most nervous about saying something. And when I hit post, like send on this Facebook post, which is just to like my family's small mm. Facebook group, I was, I panicked and went and had a nap because that's often what I do. I go to sleep when I just can't. Is <laughs> that what you do? Is that your default? If you can't do Yeah. Yeah. I'll just go curl up in a ball and try and let, maybe it will be different when I wake up. Um, and what I was met with was this amazing outpouring of love and understanding and compassion and questions. And I think it was not at all what I was expecting. And it was the most beautiful gift because I I was expecting to get a bit of pushback on Mm. it for some reason. Mm. Um, Especially people who have known me for a long time. Yeah. That's the commentary in the brain. I I find it just gets so carried away with how people are going to react and respond. Yeah. Um, and then my second sort of instance was on treasure. So I was, it was received well. So that felt really good. And then my second instance was I had quite a public panic attack, which they edited really beautifully and, and made a nice thing of on treasure Island. And so um, I think those were probably two of the scariest moments of putting yourself out there and not, and it being your yuck. Like I'm mm. very happy to put a great show. I'm proud of yeah, out there yeah, and yeah, please yeah, watch yeah. this, but hey, future people I might want to date or employ me, here's all my dirty laundry and skeletons. Uh, Enjoy. Like, um, but the fact it was met with such grace is, I think empowering a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm. And I would just encourage anyone, like it's so hard to speak your truth. And some people can be assholes. I'm not um, Mm. saying that they can't, but definitely sharing things has been, really empowering for me and I'm sure you can probably feel the same Mm. I saw your post the other day of you know feeling conflicted about your new journey and I just like read the comments today I'm like there's nothing but an outpouring of love and I'm assuming you must feel similarly from sharing your yuck and people going that's cool right it's so validating and then you get that kind of validation and then it becomes a bit of a like yeah. sometimes you want to chase it again and you're like, oh, maybe I can validate myself again. And then yeah, sometimes yeah. You- I'm also shit at this. <laughs> <laughs> and then it doesn't hit the mark and you don't get the response. I'm like, oh, that's gross, man. Oh, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, boo. Yeah. With your career, I feel like anyone in your position, there has to be a lot of sacrifice along the way. Mm-hmm. Where do you think you've sacrificed the most? And do you have yeah. any regrets around it? Yes. Uh, It's family and friends. I think that it's, if you have anyone in your life who's chasing a dream, if it's not presenting in results that feel externally warranting that kind of dream, it can be really hard. Like I've been, you know, pursuing the American thing for about, you know, between six and eight years now. And I've worked a lot here, but I've also worked on a lot of projects that have never seen the light of day or, you know, but I've had these amazing experiences, but um yeah it's quite a a sorry I totally lost my train of thought what did you ask me because I was like I was like wait hold on where am I going with this I do that all the time sacrifice like what would you say you've had to sacrifice the most 
think the biggest thing is like that time with friends and family. Like if you're going all in, like I've been going all in on a dream, it means you miss weddings, you miss funerals, you miss birthdays, you miss just being present with your peers. And I'm sure you probably feel similarly for your time in Australia. It's like you're doing something that you love and that you're putting your 10,000 plus hours in to try and chase, you know, where talent meets opportunity, which is such a rare apex that you're looking for. And along the way, it means that, yeah, there's been a lot of sacrifice. Um, and where I struggle is I get all my validation from employment. So when you go to therapy and they're like, well, all your mental illness is tied to this issue that you're putting all your eggs in this basket. Mm. They're like, how, you know, how do you show up with friends and family? And I, I just remember feeling like this immense wave of guilt because I'm not showing up as much as I can in those situations. I do my very best through the phone and through WhatsApp to stay in regular contact mm. and continue to build relationships that grow that way. But it does mean I'm not always present. And that can be really isolating and lonely as well. Um, and disappointing for the people that it affects if it's their wedding and, you know, I'm one of their great mates and I'm not there because I'm shooting something for someone's YouTube for $20 to do <laughs> you know, like, because I might meet someone that might yes. be able to, you know, so yeah, there is a lot of sacrifice involved. I do believe ultimately it will be worth it, but there are for sure moments where that weighs extremely heavy on me. Do you see yourself in this kind of phase of your life where you've got to hustle hustle and you kind of see you're on this kind of journey right now which is very much professionally focused yeah. do you yeah. see kind of moving more into that family kind of realm down the track or is it just you it's just so got your eyes on I the prize kind of eyes on the prize which is a really horrible no, thing it's not a horrible say. thing there's nothing it's horrible I about that Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's not that I don't want that. I think there's definitely room for more balance mm. uh, in my life. But I think what I can do better and what I've been really trying to do, because it is eyes on the price for me. I've now invested so much money and so much time into a dream. And I do really believe in myself. I believe I have the talent. I believe I have the skills. Like it's only a matter of time. However, I also know as I keep progressing in my career, that goalpost keeps moving at equal distance to my progress. So yeah. I think what I need to do is just find a better balance. And that means when I am at home with my family, like put my phone down, my best advice I've been given is be where my feet are, be present, because yes, I might not be there 
the entire year in New Zealand, but I am there for a significant part of it. So like make sure that I'm creating memories, creating moments, being attentive, listening. And that is a better way for me to find that balance, um, which I'm not always good at, but I try to work hard at. But there's no need to feel guilt around that. Like I feel like it's so freaking conflicting when you want to be successful in, in a field such as yours. And, and people have to make sacrifices. And, and sometimes you have to go one way or the other, or you try and balance both, but you don't quite know. It's so freaking hard. It's like a really hard balancing act. So I admire that you're, you're a people pleaser. Yeah, especially if you're a people pleaser. Is, so I'm going to feel guilty either way. Like exactly. if I stay here and miss a wedding because I'm booking a movie, yep. I should be super stoked because I'm booking a movie. But at the same hand, I'm feeling like I'm letting someone, like that feeling of constantly letting people down is in my own head, but it is a real thing that people pleasers struggle with. It's, uh, mm. you know. So what is what is the ultimate dream? Because you're starting to star in all these like TV shows with this badass yeah, yeah. American I mean, accent. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate dream would be to be the lead in a successful American comedy. Yeah. Um, and I've been very blessed. I've actually booked that job many a time. It's just not like for other reasons and timing. It just, those projects haven't gone, which is for those who don't know much about film and television, especially in America, there's so much stuff that's made that never make, like makes it to telly. So really? anything that's actually made it to telly is like a huge achievement. There's like 10 other shows that would have or could have for various reasons, whether it's like timing politically culturally like there's so many different shifts and things that can happen um so does that mean you don't get paid for that work you get paid for the work and they pay you a retainer usually for about six months which is a percentage of that fee and then you're basically held so you can't work on anything else while they try and see if they can find another home for it or redevelop it and then they'll release you then you're kind of back in the free market so it's it's quite risky to sign on to these projects because they're you know if it goes well, you could do seven seasons in a movie and you're on Big Bang Theory. And if it goes poorly, like I've done six of them now. So that's like, but lucky number seven. So that's I've done right. it. Lucky, that's my lucky number. It's like your dream comes true. And then it's like, oh, for all these variety of reasons, that isn't going ahead. So it's kind of like this like <laughs> elation and disappointment. Elation. So. What an emotional roller coaster. I didn't re- realize there was such a high percentage. Mm-hmm of work actually doing that goes nowhere. Is there yeah, like a cemetery? A TV, there needs to be like a TV, film a TV cemetery. cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? I, what would be worse? Like if you take Big Bang Theory, for example, like all those actors that are in Big Bang Theory weren't in the original pilot. So there was like other actors that were hired who made that TV show, the, the first episode. It got shopped around. The network agreed to pick it up, but they wanted to recast the actors. So can you imagine being one of those five people who's sitting at home being like, Kaylee Coker, no. I'm supposed to be. Yeah, so that that to me, I'm like that would be worse than wow. the show just rather than the show be this huge success and you're like, um, God, it's brutal. It is so brutal. It's like a pretty. It's definitely a brutal industry. But wow. I'm really a sucker for punishment. Yes, you are. <laughs> this on- podcast will attest. Yes, I honestly think you're nailing the American accent. Are you gonna always? Is that kind of like... Am I doing it right now? It's because I'm in America. No, Sorry no, 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 no. I just noticed a... No, there's like a little twang. But like when I've, I've seen some of the um, little previews that you've posted and I'm like, oh my God, Kim actually like sounds American. How hard is that to maintain 
we're all oh, filming. Oh, it's super easy. You just yeah. poke your tongue out. You just do your lines <laughs> with your tongue out. Like, you can do it right now. Have you said, like, have you ever let just a Kiwi slang, like, fall through? Yes. Yes, I have. I was in a meeting, <laughs> a really big meeting with the head of all the people at CBS, trying to, like, pitch myself about how awesome I am. And I kept saying, like, you know, I'm just someone who's got my fingers in a lot of pies, which is not a saying that they say in America, which was news to me. So I left and like, they, they didn't pick it up. And I was like, that was weird. So I left now found out that they don't say that. And I'm like, they just think I'm going around fingering a bunch of pies. Like what a bloody sicko. So I'm trying dodgy. to present myself as someone who's like, got it all going on. And they're like, this bloody creep. Don't hire her. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Who's the coolest? Oh, you must get this all the time. But like, who's the coolest actor you've got to work alongside? Or mate? I think probably the coolest was was George Lopez. I've worked with a lot of really cool people, but mm. I think he was just a different breed of cool. He's a bit older. He took us all to a Dodgers game. During the game, we're like on the field. Then we're hanging out with the referees at like their halftime doing tequila shots Fun. sub story i'm not very good at drinking <laughs> and one would think if you're not good at drinking and you're with george lopez who i think owns different tequila brands like maybe do one water one tequila to every drink he's doing to come get no, carried away like, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go toe to toe with this guy because oh he God. keeps handing them to me the night ended with him suggesting that a few of us get an uber home um i threw up in his bush for hours just on all fours outside his property just heaving my guts up and then we had to work the next day no he shows up fine i'm like never again can i drink the night before i have to film what is what is with the obsession of actors um having their own whiskey or tequila brand (laughs) that is such an american thing eh? I don't know, but I will say, and I'm not being paid for this, Graham Ooh. Norton's gin is phenomenal. Does so. he have a gin? I thought he had red wine. Oh, no, he always drinks got, red wine. Yeah, he's got a good pink gin and a good purple gin. Mm. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I should come out with some. What would we make? I'm I don't know. So, oh. I'm horrible at drinking. As I in, like, I, I'm just new at it, but I'm not very good. So. What do you mean you're new at it? Because I remember this, actually, when I worked at um, ZDM. And I remember you you were not really into into drinking too much. No, <laughs> no, you were so fun. But I remember no, you no, saying no, my like, family has been like, you're so much more fun now that you drink. And that's not a knock on anyone who was sober. I just I just drunk when I was on Shorten Street, I was allowed in places that I shouldn't have been mm. when I was not quite of the age that I should have been. Right. I was in found myself in situations I, I didn't know how to handle my alcohol. Ended up in some situations. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not handling this mm, very not well. Not in control. I come from a family who, um, you know, on one side of my family, there is a history of alcoholism. So I just was like, I need to go cold turkey. Because I was going out into public settings. And because I, for a time, there was quite a bratty character on Shorten Street. I would get into a lot of altercations with people or people would approach me and think that I was quite bitchy, which is quite opposite of my yeah, yeah, general yeah. personality. Yeah. And so I would end up in these situations that I didn't feel like I was handling myself with grace and care and I would get really upset. So No, nah, that's a good move. That's yeah, so I, 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 I didn't completely drink understand for that. a long time. Yeah. And then 
um, yeah, a few years ago, I was like, let me just dip my toe in. So I'm basically like your average 19, 20 year old. <laughs> You're just like, finding oh. your fate. Like I've thrown up publicly thrice in the last 12 months. Well, One of them in my mother's car in that trough bit of the door in the back door. I forgot to open the door to spew out the door. So I just spewed in the I car. guess that's a result though, yeah, of, of being in the public. Well, also being in the public eye at a young age, um, you know, immense pressure on yourself. And I guess that part of your life got delayed a little bit. Yeah, I'm just a late bloomer. Like <laughs> drinking whiskey, I'm like this gasoline pieces of shit. Like this is disgusting. And they're like, you've just got to try a nice one. I'm like, it tastes like I'm drinking from a petrol tank. Like I can feel its entire journey down my esophagus. I just don't have the palate yet. I aspire to be. Mm. Wouldn't it be cool if you saw Kim Crossman at a bar and she's got some <laughs> bloody whiskey, like, and she's just sipping it with cool grace and well, like, this like it doesn't affect me. I'm sipping and halfway through a conversation I continue the chat if you gave me whiskey right now I'd be like (laughs) full body shakes on the ground yeah yeah this kind of reminds me of the recent photo shoot you did which was like hot sophisticated almost full rebrand not that you weren't hot and sophisticated before but I found it really interesting bubble gum turns to like no no but but I, you were sort of talking about shaking that kind of, yeah, that good girl reputation that you have probably had from being on Shortland Street. Um, and Well, I am a good girl. That is. Yeah, I but am. also like I you are an adult as well. And it must be really hard when people do hold on to that kind of perception that you had when you're on Shortland Street. Like that must have been hard to shake. I don't think I need to shake it as much as I, I feel like I do identify. I feel like I am approachable. Let me kind of. Oh, yeah. Little bubblegum pop. I think I just wanted to try something. And, you know, with Kath and Sammy, who I was working with on Snack Masters, like, I was just excited for people to see me in a different way and myself too, because um, otherwise it feels really one note. And I am kind of have lots of different layers to the onion mm. and, I just think in the in the right hands, I felt really excited to try something a little bit different. And sexy is something that I always run away from. I feel really uncomfortable. I'm Was like, that, I'm I felt kind of weird saying that too, just then. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, CJ. I don't know. identify as sexy. Like I feel mm. like I'm just chaos on a stick, like just running around, like, where's the banana on the ground? Let me slip on it for your entertainment. Um And I think when I look at people who I think are sexy, they just have this like certainty about themselves. And I feel like I am just this ball of anxiety that is just. I don't see that. I see. I would never say that. I see you as like a strong, capable, talented, empowered woman. And like when I saw that photo shoot, I was like, yes, Kim. Get it. Oh, thank you. Well, that's great because that's what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, I feel comfortable in my body at the moment. I'm feeling in a good place. Like I'm employed. Let's fucking see how hot we can be. (laughs) And when it came out, of course, fast forward, I'm at home. I'm alone. I'm in sweats (laughs) with going, I used to be stunning. Like, like, it's been three days. Calm down. I'm like, ah, but we're in a different time. (laughs) You said you were comfortable in your body. How yeah, hard yeah. has that been? Fine. As an actor over the not years. My <clears throat> That's not my thing. 
I would yep. say I've been insecure about my boobs. And I only say this because I don't, I have a fast metabolism. I don't feel like I've had some body issues and I'm not saying that to be arrogant. I'm saying that my issues come yep. from like internal dialogue yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm have a fine figure. Um, yeah. My yeah. biggest insecurities were always around boobs. I'm pretty much same front as back. If you spun me fast, you wouldn't know which way I'm <laughs> facing. Like, and that was a big insecurity of me, especially like in the early 2000s and stuff when you're coming of age, I used to wear those oh, you know push-up bras. Like yeah, but you know those chicken fillets? Yeah. That, that, and just for guys listening, if they are, they're probably already tuned out. But they're <laughs> they, like the no, they, they food, fall off when you swear. They look, yeah, they do, but yeah. they would fall down on me. And then they're the same size as my little itty bitty titty. So I would look like this cat <laughs> and then I would never know where to hide them. The amount of, and I'm sorry to the environment if this is bad, the amount of stick-on bras I've put in period bins, the Rent-A-Coholic or Kimberly Clark <laughs> bathrooms, because they would slip off me with sweat and lose their stick. And I would be like, what do I do with them? Nah, I reckon they were faulty, a lot of them anyway. They were overrated, like... Super overrated. So I then moved to putting socks in my bra. Like I used to stuff my bra because mm. it was very, this was like the height of implants. And mm. so it was very like, it was a thing of femininity to have boobs and I didn't have them. So I never felt sexy. I felt childlike. Um, and I have this face. So everyone was like, you're cute or something. And I was like, I desperately want someone be to be like, sexy. Sexy. Like, yeah. you know, you always want to be <laughs> yeah, older yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, younger yeah. and then younger when you're older. Um, and so I really struggle with the boob thing. It's only now that I'm like, I just don't care anymore. So good on you. I'm like I'm better. I'm in a better place with it. So, but it did take me a long time to get there. I felt very insecure about it for a long time. What is on the plate for you next? What are you currently working on? Can we talk about it? Or is it yes, secret? So I'm here in LA shooting a movie called Best Man, Dead Man. It's essentially like the hangover meets um clue so there's a murder at a bachelor party and they figure it out so I'm in that and then um I'm also shooting a horror movie here where I die on page 60 so I'm in most of the horror movie oh, wow. <laughs> the movie is normally about 90 pages long and I die two-thirds into it oh that's so not I'm, too bad um, that's a pretty good right that's pretty good yeah. I'm off to Connecticut to shoot that I die by meat cleaver and then I'm hanging <laughs> for the rest of the movie from the ceiling so no one's spoken to me about it yet but I hope for like 10 days of filming I'm not just on a ceiling cleavered up hopefully there's some doll or something do they get like a stunt double to get killed I don't know Polly I haven't been told oh my god I mean hopefully at least if I'm <laughs> hanging there I might get paid for those days like <laughs> This is what I mean about our chaos life. I'm like, yep, job, I'll do it. And then you ask the details later. And do we know if that's going to definitely get put out to the world? Yeah, so that those are films, so they will okay, be. It's cool. only just with television that you right. don't um, you don't know. Because they spend all this money, they make an episode, then it goes through a testing process and stuff like that. Because so. majority of the work would be coming from streaming platforms now when it comes to movies, eh? Like, it's would that be a fair no, assumption or...? or? it's that it's also people will um will sometimes make movies independently and then kind of bid them around you know see who they can sell them to so there's a few different ways that it goes about my my career predominantly has been in television so the movie thing is more of a new avenue and I think during the pandemic people kind of because you have a smaller cast it's almost easier to do film at this point because you've got less people oh my god I can't wait to see you murdered <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to know how they do it. I want to know all of the ins and outs. <laughs> usually, so usually fake blood is a mix of like golden syrup and food coloring. So, which is fun until you're in a hot environment with yeah. flies or bugs, or, or if you have any kind of skin irritations, or because you're just basically covered in sugar. Wow. You said at the beginning the importance of uh, taking care of yourself in this manic kind of routine. How well out of 10 are you doing that? And what are your little tips and tricks? Yeah, so I have an accountability coach. um, Her name is Christy. She predominantly works with people who are on a weight loss journey, perhaps from children or um, for health reasons. I met her because I needed someone to report to because I'm very good at, as a people pleaser, about doing something if you need me to do it. But when it comes to me, I'm good at hygiene. I'm a very clean person. But when it comes to eating and exercising, um, you've never seen Kim Crossman misbehave at her own hand more. So I just, I... In fact, you're recording this. Should I show you my chocolate drawer? Yes. Yes. Shall we go on a journey? (laughs) Is this your Achilles heel? I medicate with sugar. So that was, this has been a really big part of, and it sounds like a little jokey, but I always have because my day usually involves me and you can probably relate, involves me doing a variety of different things that require me to be at a 10 energy level. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so an entire drawer in my fridge is dedicated to... <laughs> oh, my God. Just can't wait, let me look. Scorched almonds. What else have we got in there? But it's all kiwi stuff, so that's oh, good. We've it's... got Jaffa's, dark chocolate milk, uh, milky bars. Lint bar. Um, so where does the, where does the accountability coach come in? Yeah, yeah. Should we, should we like, I'm, she, she's calling, uh, she's calling 111 immediately because she's going into, um, you're right. If I maybe got rid of that, could I cut the half, cut and We half all have our vices, whatever keeps you going, What is So she, she's accountable. She helps me be accountable because it's someone that I have to be honest with about, um, predominantly exercise. I'm working really hard on my gut health. That's a big indicator with depression as well. Mm. Um, And my anxiety presents in physical symptoms often, which is upset tummy, sweats, not sleeping. So how her and I work is I have a list of 30 things that I have to do in a day. Um, They include drinking eight glasses of water, some kind of relaxing or reading. So some of them are really simple less fruit, more vegetables, like they eat you're a tick. And so it's just something that I have to answer honestly. And then I give it to her and she'll mark me essentially, wow. uh, which sounds, I understand this sounds ridiculous to some people, but yeah. if I don't have that, I won't do it. Yeah. And then what will happen is I'll get tired. I won't be focused on my sleep. I'll eat a ton of sugar just because I've got this podcast with you and I'm feeling tired because I haven't slept the night before. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of keeps me, if nothing else, it keeps me accountable of going like, why do you feel like shit, Kim? Or why are you spiraling? Could it be that you've not got any ticks in your column today? Oh my God, I want to do a 30 things a day thing. 
He should. I, her name's Chris. She's phenomenal. She's like. I need to drink more water. I'm so terrible at keeping hydrated. But it's these basic care things mm. that I'm like, if you, if you needed me to drive three hours to pick up some a prescription for you, I would do it in record time, fast, and be like, look what I did for you. But drink eight glasses of water. I'm like, nah, can't be fucked. Like, yeah. Nah. Oh, Kim, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I'm so excited to see where you go. Like, I just feel like you're always doing new things and thriving. And even though you may not feel like it, uh, you are so inspirational to so many Kiwis here in New Zealand. No, really, I think chasing dreams is such a bold move and I admire you for it. And I know that it might come with so many weird things of guilt and things you're missing out on, but I just... Think good on you. Keep chasing it and kicking ass. Thank you. As a little tag on that, like I'm really proud of myself for chasing my dreams and believing in myself. And I think that um, if you have, if you are someone who's doing it, I mean, New Zealanders do it all the time. Statistically, we have more small businesses than any other nation in the world. So we are actually doing it. We just mm. don't talk about it as much. Mm. But Tall poppy really syndrome proud. is real. Yeah, we should be really proud of that. And if you are, you know, if you have a friend who's starting a small business or trying something outside of the norm, like be an encourager, be a supporter, like vote with your dollar, spend money on their businesses, help them thrive. Because I will say like when you are achieving, it does kind of, it gives you a little bit of a relax of going, it's all worth it and you're on the right track. So um, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And I love you. Love you too. Thanks for joining me, Kim. See ya. That was the lovely Kim Crossman for another Ep of the PJ podcast. Hope you got something out of that. Um, I just love how determined she is. And I, and I really don't think people see that from the outside, how many failures you actually have to endure in that industry um, <laughs> over and over and over. Yes, you see the successes, but you don't see all the times that you may not get a gig or the times that you've been working really hard and nothing actually happens from all that work so um i yeah i have a lot of respect for kim and i think the future is very bright and um yeah i hope you got inspired by her story if you want to check her out i've uh, put in my show notes where you can find her on instagram but otherwise i'll be back with another episode next week and i hope you have a good one bye-bye Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work.
Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.